0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back with the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I'm Natalie Workman.
1: Brandon Dawson here.
0: As my guest. Always. So today we're going to be talking about the three ways to kickstart your career. And what I want to make sure I tell you is... We agreed on what the three ways are, but it's likely that we're gonna say like eight or nine, because that's just kind of how both of us think. We start talking about it, and then it just evolves from one to three to eight to 12. So how many tips do you think we're actually gonna end up giving?
1: Let's count them up at the end.
0: Okay, but we're thinking it's gonna be three. We've, We've written down three and prep for three. So the first way to kickstart your career, and the first thing that anybody who is young in their career should be doing is imagining, like fully getting a picture around who they're going to be as a career person in 10 years from now. Like, what does that person look like? What type of job does that person have? You don't need to know specifics. Or what kind of
1: business do they own.
0: Or what kind of business do they own, but you don't need to have specifics around, I'm going to be the VP of product development. Like when you're young, it's it's hard to actually know what that title is until you have the experience around it. But what you can do is really visualize how you're showing up into the building, what type of building you're even showing up to. Are you wearing leggings or are you wearing stilettos? Do you have a briefcase or is it a backpack? Are you leading meetings or are you running the technical side? Like imagine fully immerse yourself in the experience of visualizing in 10 years what job you are showing up for. And that will help set the path for the types of decisions you should be making between now and then in order to actually get to where you want to go.
1: Yeah, if I got a dollar for every time somebody said, I don't know what I want to do and I'm going to figure it out, um, and then they find themselves, here's the trap, right? They start doing something and they get into it for a couple of years and they start making 60 grand, 70 grand, 80 grand. And all of a sudden, they can't walk away from that to go take a job again at 40 grand um, because they're making too much money. And so they get trapped in this cycle of ending up doing things that they don't necessarily want to do because they need the money now. They've got an apartment, they've got a car. So I think to your point, like finding an example. Early on before you find yourself trapped in a, in a situation while you look at me with squinty eyes.
0: Oh, I just don't know that I said anything that you're saying. I feel like you're recapping a different conversation.
1: Oh, I thought you said show up and, and play your part and identify something that you'd be excited about and f- figure out what you would like to.
0: I'm talking do. about like a visualization exercise, like visualizing. I feel like you're talking about how do you get. How you don't get yourself trapped in a job you don't want. Like we're talking from scratch. Where do you want to be in ten years? As the way to start, where you want to be in ten years, and what type of career? you're looking Yeah, and I'm
1: talking about the implications if you don't do that. Is you find yourself in oh, a situation. Oh So where maybe you're I'll re- be
0: for the for the episode. I'll be the do's. This is what you should do, and he'll say why you shouldn't do what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Is I don't that? know. I, um, <laughs> I don't know you. You're so intelligent that a lot of times you're speaking over my head. So I'm just trying to add value on your show. But I think my thing that I see with young people is they get into their careers. Yes. And then they get trapped because they're making too much money. So they don't do the visualization thing. They don't have a bigger idea where, they, where they're where they moving to. Okay. And then what happens if they don't do that is they find themselves disengaged or discontent with what they are doing, but they're trapped. Okay. So it's important to identify to your one point. Uh-huh. I de- you don't necessarily, to your point, need to know what it is, but mm-hmm. identify somebody's lifestyle or somebody's leadership characteristic or something that you can and, align with. And
0: maybe that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm not saying pick a person quite yet. I'm oh, just saying, like, you take that. your interest, take what you want to be doing. How much do you want to be traveling? How much do you want to be in an office? How much do you want with your time constraints? Like, what what is your ideal career? Who do you picture being when you walk into the building of where you work in 10 years from now? Paint that entire picture so that you can start doing the things that you will be doing and responsible for in 10 years from now. Like I, I, since I was 12, I've had this very clear picture of the types of things, the type of work activities, the responsibilities I'm going to have as a professional. I've had that. I've had that very clear and it's something that I reflect back on. I imagine my high heels clicking across a stone floor as I walk into an office building. I imagine the the travel. I imagine what the boardrooms look like, what the presentations look like, how I'm carrying myself, the myself, the way that I'm engaging and making people laugh in conversations. Like I I know who that is. It's not necessarily the role that I get tied down to. It's the it's the visualization exercise. If you're owning your own business, okay, what does that feel like? Are you owning your own business in a shop where you're engaging with all of your customers every single day? Or are you working w- at this really cool tech company where you're sitting on a beanbag and that's like running a team remotely? Like, w- just picture that environment. And that's my very first tip for how you actually kickstart your career to even know how to show up, how to interview, where you're even interviewing at, and what types of jobs you're looking for. Great advice. Oh, now are you pissy because... No, I,
1: otherwise what's going to happen if you don't do that is you're going to find yourself in a career track that you don't really want because you haven't visualized it, you haven't attracted to the things that you would be inspired by doing, and now you're making a lot of money and you're stuck where you're at, which was the same comment I made earlier.
0: Oh, that's so... Yes, I love it when we're aligned. All that's right. It's so good when we're aligned. Are you going to not be pissy anymore for the I'm rest not, I'm of not day? actually pissy. I'm just the, enjoying listening to you. For the rest of the podcast brandon's not gonna be pissy brandon this
1: goes the, what you're talking about goes to exactly when i was sitting in corvallis oregon in a little tiny mm-hmm. town uh getting a 2.4 gpa
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i watched wall street and i used to watch that show over and over and over because it just sent this picture that the world is so much bigger than yes. the little town i was in and i saw the new york stock exchange and the bar- red barbarians at the gate and all this stuff was like It was real Mm -hmm. but it was like fake because it had nothing to do with corralis oregon
0: 2.4 gpa
1: and i just would visualize myself in this big glass office doing something in new york having a public company and everyone said you're crazy it's Mm -hmm. never going to happen and by the age of 30 i'd done it all
0: for me that was devil wars product i was never interested in the fashion business But I remember being so captivated and drawn to the level of sophistication and class and not necessarily the drama piece of it, but just like the high expectation, high fast pace. You walk in, you show up, you present yourself in the best way possible, and you grind and you work hard, but you're doing it in something that you love to do. In a
1: classy yeah. fashion. I always way. thought yep.
0: that it was going to be a lawyer. Like I tried to very,
1: I, you talked about that when you were younger. Yeah. But,
0: at a very young age, I thought that I would have that same lifestyle, but that I self-identified the how is law. Yep. And that changed, uh, as I got a little bit older, but I still get that feeling in that sense today.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I think a lot of people don't know. Like don't know how to visualize that way, and I think Mm -hmm. you're you're both those examples. You seeing a desk and a style, and getting off an elevator and Mm -hmm. being in a big building, and and the magic of all that. That's Mm -hmm. what I dreamed of, and I think when you and I just spent a lot of time, and people don't understand how impactful that visualization is
0: early on. Early on, because you you might think that you want to wear leggings to work every day, but if you actually want to be running something that you imagine doing with higher level executives in a very professional context you can't wear leggings every day you can well, wear leggings you, on your days off unless you become off. an
1: executive at Nike i mean
0: 100% but yeah. like imagine like then then breathe in live in that Nike culture when you're 20 yeah, don't yeah. like and understand how to look, elevate dress act the part because you know what the part is you just don't know how you're the how you're gonna get there yeah, exactly the second piece uh, the second way that I wrote down for ways to kickstart your career is asking questions this is a huge one and has been a huge one for me in being able to further conversations with people. And being able to ingratiate people who i want as mentors and want as people to help me in my career like me and get to know me and i think it's easy when you're young to think that you need to show off that you know everything and what i've found is the people that you most respect the people that people the, the people who are working at this very high level they know everything so Asking questions, not dumb questions, but asking the question that needs to be asked in the room is the way to start getting people to understand the type of thinking that you're having and the types of things that you want to be learning.
1: The quality of the questions will determine the quality of the outcomes.
0: Say that one more time. The
1: quality of the questions will determine the quality of the outcomes. So if you're asking poorly asked or poorly structured questions
0: or no questions at
1: all or no questions at all um, no one that could help you achieve your goals will have transparency into your thinking if you strategically pick those moments to ask good educated questions which means you have to have some contextual awareness of what's going on and then you have to do some background studying or checking So you can ask some good strategic questions, not a thousand stupid questions, but like one or two or three really good clarifying questions, you will be, people will look at you like this person's smart, right? And this person is a thinker doer and a a doer thinker Mm -hmm. versus not asking any questions, not clarifying, doing the wrong thing, and then being victimized by the situation.
0: Like asking contextual questions is important. But then the follow-up to how you ask questions is also important. You can't continue to ask the same question over and over again. That's correct. You also, when you're asking questions, the biggest mistake – I see people do this all the time. They will ask a question or they will be in a room where they're in a position of learning – And they never take out their notes on their phone or they never take out a piece of paper and a pen. The clearest way – and I always recommend a piece of paper and a pen because it actually shows that you're not on Instagram or emails or doing anything else. But the clearest way for somebody to understand that you're ingratiating their content into your life and you're taking it in and you're absorbing and you're a sponge is when you're writing down what they're saying. You're writing down the answers. So just asking questions and then having them process – like, make sure that the, the person you're asking the question to feels like they're not wasting their time because you're just asking it and it's in one ear and out the other. I,
1: again, if I got a dollar for every time I looked at somebody over the last 30 years of my career, come in, spend a half hour with me, go over a bunch of details and not write anything down, I'm 100% certain that they're going to forget 70 or 80% of the stuff we talked about. And so to a point where I'll reduce my time allotment with that person and I'll say, are you gonna bring a pen and paper? Because mm-hmm. we're not having this conversation again. And the, 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 the dumb thing there is, if someone comes in and spends a half hour with me and then goes out and does it wrong and then comes back in, I've, I lose 100% confidence.
0: All confidence is gone. I won't,
1: I won't even work with them. Because
0: confidence. you're just wasting your time in the future. That's right. You know that this is not gonna get done, it's not gonna move forward. When I was start, first starting my career, I'm a very social person naturally, and the mistake that I realized I was making was I used my ability to ask good questions as my way to connect, but then I wasn't doing the proper follow-up always to go and do whatever it was we were talking about. And I remember with one specific mentor, I, I entirely burned the bridge because I wanted to get her to like me So I would ask her very ingratiating questions and questions I really wanted to know. But then on the other hand, I used it more social time and she was like, okay, you need to take that information and you need to do something with it. I'm not going to keep engaging you with these conversations because we like each other and we're friends. Like we're we're on a mission. Yeah. we, We have to get going. So I like you to the extent that you'll take the time that we spend together and then actually go create something out of it.
1: Action and results. People will stop spending time with people even if they ask a lot of questions if they don't see activity and they don't
0: see results. Yeah. High performing people will. Yeah. Other people You should actually be weary of people who are okay just spending open hours talking and chatting and That not is the pushing number one
1: mistake. Number one mistake I see inexperienced people in sales and operations. They think because someone gave them 30 minutes of their time or 45 minutes, they bonded, they connected, and what they really don't realize is the person they talk to is thinking, if every time I got to talk to that person, it takes 30 to 45 minutes, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they the the false concept that that was a connection or a potential sale or whatever is the exact opposite. If I get on the phone with somebody that I want to try to do business with or connect with, I'm going to say hey, I really appreciate your time. I don't want to take more than five minutes. I, here's my question, and I'd like to have a couple follow-up questions. Then if with your permission, I'd like to report back to you how I took that information and did something with it to see if it's in alignment with what you're trying to tell me. And people will then say, sure, because they know. And then if you do that and you go back to them with a follow-up and say, here's what I did with this, here's what happened. Is that is that how you – people will go, like, I can talk to that person they take the information, they do something with it, they check back in, they're listening to me. Um, but people who just get on a ramble for 30 or 40 minutes and then they go away and then they come back an hour, I, I mean, like, I have zero interest in talking to them.
0: Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I didn't understand that when I was... When, when you're first starting out in your career, you tend to th- if you're a go-getter, you're using every opportunity to make a connection as a way to bring people in and to even get to know you and who you are and what your role is in an organization. Within Audigy Group, like there are 200 employees. And so me, like first being introduced to the environment, you have to do a lot of connection, like connection-based work networking. Uh, but it's, it's a fine line between... Connecting and getting known and knowing and 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 doing good work, versus really using that time to get shit done and prove your value, your true value to the organization and to your team members. That's exactly
1: right. I would I would say uh, with with all those younger people that worked for me, but they were all high performers. They'd come into my office and I'd say, "Listen, Heather, or listen, Mason. I really want to socially catch up. I care about you guys, but." let's take the first 10 minutes of this meeting and get our business done. And then, and th- and let's plow through that and then spend the five minutes catching up versus what happens the other way. And then you don't get the business done and then people leave and I need to reschedule another meeting. And you feel like, God, I, as much as I like that person, I just wasted my time. Right. Mm-hmm. And they wasted theirs. If you can learn that early on and do it in a respectful manner and, and like ingratiate somebody that you're working with, say, I know you're really busy. Can we take the first five or 10 minutes to make sure I get the stuff that needs to get transferred to me? with my questions done, and then spend four or five minutes socializing. You'll always, if you, you don't necessarily need to say that, but if you treat the relationship that way, with respect, I think that you'll find that people will take you a lot more serious.
0: Mm, I love that. All right, my third tip is to say yes, as a young professional, You say yes to every single thing you can involve yourself in. You say yes to trainings. You say yes to additional education. You say yes to the opportunities to travel. Like say yes to every single thing that you possibly can in order to get yourself out there, get experience, and meet people within your company. And then, as I mentioned on the previous podcast, when you're in those rooms, Find the most successful person in the room. Find the person that has the highest position and talk to them and ask them questions and get to know what their function is, get to know their role, ask the questions that we were talking about in point two. But even if it doesn't have to do with what your your job is, say yes to learning more and adding experience and skill set to your your yourself. Uh,
1: it's interesting because there's very specific things that come to mind. About 10 years ago, we were having a meeting in the boiler room and the executive team stood up and we were walking out and we were in the hallway. And I asked my assistant, um, we decided this was important enough what we were working on that we needed to come in on Saturday and Sunday and meet. I asked my assistant if she was available and it was a kind of an emergency thing that we were working on. And she said that she had already planned on going out of town. So we were lamenting, the executive team of, Two or three of us standing in the hallway, um, who is going to record the notes for our meeting? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this new girl who was fairly young, didn't have a college degree, right? I, 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 this all stands out because of reflection after all this, mm-hmm. popped up from. This is why I'm sensitive when people say they just answer the phone or they just that. There's no such thing as a just, right? Mm -hmm. Unless people choose to just be a just. Mm -hmm. She stood up and she goes, I'm not doing anything this weekend. I'll come in and do your guys' notes for you. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, because this was confidential stuff. And she said, and I heard you guys talking. I know it's confidential. So if you need me to sign a confidentiality agreement, but I promise I won't, you know, like uh, this is an opportunity. I'm the girl. And I can type fast. And we all looked at each other and said, all right, come on in. Fast forward, six or seven years later, she became an executive in the organization Mm -hmm. because she put herself in play. Mm -hmm. She did a fabulous job with the notes. She never spoke a word because it was a sensitive subject what we were talking about. And she was Johnny on the spot, asking good questions. We would have never had the transparency into this employee had they not just said yes. Mm -hmm. And I think- In my career, I've seen way too many people miss the golden opportunity and then be victimized somewhere because they just didn't say yes. Mm -hmm.
0: And when you're first starting out in your career, it's likely that you're going to start by doing clerical work or you're going to do intern type work and that people are going to have to find things in order to keep you Occupied Or your, your times, you're not fully at full time or you're not at overtime with the amount of workload that or you Or you're are. not there's, a full trust. So yes, someone's not
1: giving you everything. There's room.
0: There's room for you to be doing more. And so taking any opportunity you can to take on something else. I'll never forget when I was first starting out there – was this big training room that everybody would walk by and I would always look in to see if there was a meeting going on in the training room. And I noticed that there were all of these meetings where a huge portion of the team was meeting, but I wasn't invited. There was nothing on my calendar. So I figured out how to, you know, look to see what was booked in the training room. And it was an Excel training, like a Microsoft Word or Microsoft Excel. and. I knew nothing about Excel, but I knew that I wanted to be part of those meetings. So I waited for them to leave the training room and I asked the instructor like I I wasn't able to be part of the course today. I pretend like I was there, wasn't able to um to make the course today, but I was wondering if I could still get the work uh to be able to be part of the next one. They're like, "Sure, here's the login information." So I signed in, logged into the Excel training, did all of the training, and the next time I just looked, I checked when the next Excel training was, and I just showed up. Nobody invited me. Like, I just saw a meeting was going on. I wanted to be a part of the meeting, and therefore I made myself a part of it. And I probably knew more about Excel and than you anybody know what? else did.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, uh, for guys like me who I'm not that good with the computer, and uh, but I, when someone shows up and they can type fast and they can do Excel spreadsheets and, and solve problems and, and understand how to do that, they will find opportunities because mm-hmm. uh, the successful older people that are trying to chuggle on 10 times faster don't necessarily have all those skills. And if you have them and you're good at it and you're fast at it, um, they'll respect that. And so if you don't develop those skill sets, you're not going to be able to do it when that, when, when that momentary time comes where you could say, raise your hand and say, I can be here this weekend and do this for you and then blow everybody's minds. Yes. Like you miss those opportunities.
0: Yeah. If you don't get known, introduce yourself and just keep your ears open for opportunities and things that are going on around you, because there are things going on around you there. Most people, what I found out later in my career, most people in the building think that they're overworked and have too much to do. And when you're starting out, sometimes you feel like you don't have enough to do. or You're not doing the right things. So figuring out how you can take on pieces of, the, of their workload, the, the leadership program that they can't manage to keep up with because they can't read the books because they don't have the time because they have other stuff to be doing, like do those things when you're setting your foundation so that when the moment comes, like, you know that stuff, you know your company, you know what the values and the culture and what they believe in so that you can, you know, be educated.
1: I think... Uh, There are two types of people in my experience. There's those that show up with awareness, asking the question, how do I succeed? What things do I need to know? What things do I need to learn? Who do I need to connect with? How do I put myself in play? And then there's those people that show up and just show up to do what they're think they're supposed to do. Hmm. And then those people eventually get victimized because they feel like they've been overstepped or overpassed or not appreciated because they're doing the minimums. They're not thinking, they're not asking questions, they're not engaging, they're not volunteering, they're not doing anything extra. But yet they think, oh, I've been somewhere for three years or four years. How did this new person come in? And they've only been here 18 months and get promoted to a director. And then they get victimized by the situation. So
0: pissed off by it. And
1: and I've watched it hundreds, think about Um. 200 employees. I'll bet you though, over the term of 15 years, we had over a thousand employees come through.
0: I, yeah, absolutely.
1: And the difference between those that succeeded and those that didn't. Now we had a lot of really smart people come through, and the organization had capped in its growth at different points in time, and so they took other opportunities and did some of them did amazing things. And I'm very proud of those people. Right. Here's here's my philosophy. If you're not all in wherever you're at, you're never going to be all in anywhere you're at. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for those people that go and they're unhappy somewhere or they're not putting all their effort in or they're not trying to develop themselves, you're going to get what you basically deserve because nothing, there is nothing that anybody's entitled to in this world. Mm-hmm. If you want something, you got to know what it is. got to put the effort in to get it, and you have to have the courage to go do it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you can't blame other people for getting it.
0: Well said, B. Dawson. All right, so to wrap up this show, I think we did a pretty good job of sticking to our three ways of kickstarting your career. The first way was to really imagine and visualize who you want to be and the career person you're looking to be in 10 years from now. The second way is to ask great questions and actually take notes and respect people's time when you do ask their questions. And then the third way is say yes to everything Do the learnings, do the trainings, keep your ears open for opportunities. And when those moments come, say yes. Just do them. Put
1: yourself in play. This is a great segment for anybody that is – because they get transparency into how a business owner like I think, where I've hired over my career thousands of people. Yes. Um, And they get it from you who worked inside the organization. We inspired and empowered people at all ages to take action – put themselves in play. Those are the people that today still run the company, Mm -hmm. not the people that came in with these long credentials. They felt like just because they had experience, they were entitled to being the boss. Most of those people flushed out because they were not willing to actually do the work at a level of detail or a level of connection to other people required when you're in the trenches working with people.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself. Alright, until next week, have an amazing day, and we'll catch you on the next Age Gap Realness Podcast.
1: And I love this segment. Thank you for letting me part of your show.
0: You're very welcome, my love. Squeaky chair.